You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. It was a tough start to the year for my next guest after a home invasion, followed by two losses in a row. But this past Saturday night, he bounced back with a convincing first-round submission win over Devin Clark in the main event at UFC Fight Night on ESPN. Let's talk to Anthony Smith. There he is, Anthony Smith. What's going on, buddy? How are you? I'm good, man. How are you? I am excellent. Thank you for uh, taking the time, as always. I had to call you out after you uh, called me out for not texting you back, so figure I had to call you out for make sure you text me back this time. Yeah, I did, too. <laughs> well, uh, let me start by saying congratulations, man. What an amazing performance. It, it had to feel good, not only getting the win, but getting a win that way. Yeah, yeah, it was. Uh, it's been a while since I had a, a quick first round finish, hasn't it? Um, I don't know. It just felt good to get that monkey off my back, and I don't know. I, I know a lot of people had a bunch of questions about where I was, so it, instead of just talking about it the whole time, it's nice to just show everyone, I suppose. Yeah, give me kind of give me a rundown of what like the fight the day before the fight was like, because obviously we heard about Curtis Blades testing positive for COVID. You and Devin end up moving into the main event, and then you both accept a five-round fight, which was kind of crazy, considering you were fighting three rounds. I mean, what was that, you know, 24 to 48-hour period like for you? Uh, honestly, I woke up uh, Friday morning. Uh, I still had to, I still had weight left to cut, um, which is kind of a new thing for me at 205. Uh, typically, I wake up on weight without really even changing anything, so... I woke up and I had a couple text messages asking if I was getting moved to the main event. I didn't really know what the hell was going on. So I, you know, Twitter is usually the first to jump on all over that shit. So I jumped on Twitter and seen that one of them was out and it wasn't quite sure who, but, uh, so I, I anticipated that they were going to be calling, but I just, I don't know, man, I was kind of just focused on, on my own shit and what I had to do. So I just started cutting weight. Um, and obviously eventually my manager hit me up and, you know, said, Hey, this is what they're, this is what they want to do. Um, I, I didn't really feel any different to me. I mean, especially because I just did that same exact thing not that long ago. You know, I just, it was a little obviously shorter notice this time, but you know, I, I trained really hard the, the whole time. Anyways, it, the amount of training and the amount of strength and conditioning and, and the amount of stuff that I do leading into a fight, whether it's three rounds or five, it looks the same anyways. So I, it didn't, it doesn't really change anything for me. Um, now, Devin, I'm sure, had a, had a lot to deal with. He was already coming from typically being a prelim fighter to getting moved to a, a co-main event. Um, so that was already a big jump for him. And then moving into the main event, I, I'm sure that it affected him uh, significantly, but it didn't really change much for me. Yeah. How did the five rounds thing happen? I mean, obviously it didn't matter at the end of the day because you finished in the first round. But, I mean, was that your suggestion? Did the UFC ask you to do that? Like how? Because we heard a little confusion. Was it three or five rounds? You know, I, I don't want to be the one. I'm not going to shit on Devin, but uh, initially, when they went to him, he wanted three rounds. They called me, and I said, no, I want five. And Mick Maynard loved that idea. Uh, he was super pumped about that, that I wanted five rounds. They went back to Devin, um, and I kind of hold the cards at that point in time. You know, like, uh, that's what I wanted. I think that that's what typically I think the UFC likes. Uh, so then it was five rounds. Well, then Dana... Uh, I think just because it was such short notice, I don't think he really wanted to put us on the spot like that. Dana was pretty adamant about it only being three rounds. Um, and I really think that it's just for no, he didn't ever give a reason. I think, I, I do think that it was just, you know, we were scheduled for three um, and it was on 24 hours notice. So our 
So I, I think that that was kind of where his thought process was. And he was kind of sticking heavy to that. He wasn't really – he wasn't budging. So I just – instead of my manager calling and texting him and trying to get a hold of him, I just texted him myself uh, and just told him kind of where I was at, that I, I know that I had a couple bad performances and that uh, I owed it to him and the UFC and, and myself to, 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 to right that ship. And, and I'm a five-round five fighter. I'm, I've been fighting main events for a long time, and, and I just – told him I, I don't ask for anything you know I, I've never I've never asked Dana White for anything ever um, and I definitely am not going to start asking for things unless I'm 100% positive that I that I'm going to come through on my end and, and keep up my end of the bargain uh, I told him that if he would give me the opportunity to to have a, a normal five-round main event that I that I would make sure he didn't regret it and honestly he texted me back right away and said done you know, <laughs> there was no really you know there was no going back and forth it was a one-word answer he said done I love it. I love it. Obviously, at the end of the day, it didn't matter because you got a first round finish. So, you know, but uh, I just thought that was so crazy because, again, I don't know a lot of people would have been willing to do that. And I don't necessarily blame them for that. Like I said, a five round fight is no joke. And obviously you prepared for a lot of them lately, but uh, still, it's a it's a tough it's a tough ask. And the fact that you were willing to do that on a short notice says a lot. Yeah, you know, I just. I, I think that that's what's always set me apart from everybody else, though. I'm willing to do the things that other people aren't willing to do. Um, I think that that's why the UFC has always taken such good care of me. I think that that's why I get a lot of the opportunities that I get. I'm, you got to set yourself apart um, from the rest of the pack. And, and it's not by, it's not always just by your performances. It's not always just by how you fight. I think it's what you're willing to do when other people aren't. I think it's, uh, it's, it's the, the things that nobody really thinks about, you know, it's, five rounds is tough uh and if you can get out of it and still be in a main event i think most people would do that but you know that i think again that's that's what sets me apart that I, i'm not i'm not always i'm not the guy that's always going to take the easy route yeah now before the fight anthony i asked you during media day i said one of my biggest issues with our sport and, and obviously we both love the sport but one of the biggest problems i have is you know the old adage if you win one you're the greatest ever you lose one and suddenly you're not worth you know you're, you're not worth your contract uh because unfortunately we are very reactionary in this sport and, and, and again i wish we weren't but that's just the reality of this sport and i i don't think it's ever going to change but obviously coming off two losses in a row you knew you had the pressure on you knew you had you know you're back against the wall so to speak considering you were a title contender a year ago and, and kind of expectations were always very high for you uh but you seem so relaxed and so just kind of tuned in during fight week uh and i'll be honest when they when, when your when your fight got announced i was like man i'm actually kind of surprised that anthony's making such a quick turnaround i thought maybe you take a little time off you know figure out what you're gonna do with your weight class enjoy the holidays and then boom you're, you're right back in there uh, but, but kind of give me like an idea. Like, how's... Me <laughs> well, me I that. thought, I thought, I said, I thought, uh, but, but to, to come in there and do what you did, how, how, how gratifying and how satisfying was a win like that and doing it the way you did? I, I, I it's hard to put into words, man. I, I, that's, that's just how I've always done it. I, I, I'm not one of those guys, man. You see these, you see some of these people, they, they lose and, and they're, they're struggling and, and they, they just like, I don't know, they go in a hole and they just hide out. And that's just not how I've ever done it. I've, I've always been the guy that I'll just face it head on. And if I go in there and I stub my toe and I, and I, and I mess it up, I'll just get back in there as soon as I can. And I'll do it again until I get it right over and over and over. 
And maybe that's, you know, in the past, maybe that's why I have had a couple times where I've lost two or three in a row. And, and But that's that's how I deal with my problems, you know. I'll just keep running headfirst into a wall until I make it through it. And maybe that maybe that's not always the best way to do it, but that's the best way I know how. Um, and and I, I just I just can't go hide out and, and just wait till everyone forgets about it and then hope that I can fix it. I just, I got to get right back to work and get right back to fixing it or I'll never be happy. I'll never be able to just sit and hang out. I've never been the type of guy to lose a fight and then, and then take time off. If I ever have taken time off, it's always been off of a win because there's no way I'd be able to take any, it, it wouldn't be a real break. Uh, maybe I wouldn't be doing anything or fighting, but it, uh, I wouldn't have any mental any mental breaks that's for sure because it would just eat me alive so i'm just i'm just happy that i was able to 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 prove something to myself that i that i still got it and that i'm that i'm still a contender it's not about proving everyone else wrong it is nice to shove it in everybody's face but um that's not that's not my goal ever it's really i do it to to prove myself right that the things that i say are true yeah, and I know Devin. Devin is a is a super tough guy. Trains at a great camp. Obviously, you know a, a regular training partner is John Jones, coming off a couple of big wins of his own. And and typically, the only guys that have beaten him have been like the really good guys of the division. You know, and there's no shame in that. You know, any you know any way, shape, or form to lose to some of the best guys of the division, like Jan Blahovich, who is obviously champion, things like that. Uh, so to go out there and, and once again, it's so funny. People always underrate your ground game, but to go out there and pull out the you know a takedown and then a first round submission, it's once again, it's like you got to prove everybody wrong in one two minute and thirty four second performance. Uh, you cut out for a second. What was the last part? I said I said you kind of got to prove everybody wrong with one two minute and thirty four second performance. You know I don't know when people are going to stop sleeping on my ground game. I, you know, like, <laughs> I thought it was. It's almost comical to listen to Devin Clark and his in his pre-fight thing, like the build-up at right before we do the walk, that he was gonna take me down and smash me on the ground and 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 finish me in the first round. Like, who the fuck does that? Like, when's the last time that shit happened? You know, like you'd have to go back to shit 2012 to see me even get dominated on the ground like that. Like, I'm not saying I haven't been held down and controlled and 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 you know. Again, stub my toe with some of these bigger, stronger guys. But as far as taking me down and just smashing me, like, that's not going to happen. So I don't even, you know, it's like he's delusional. But I understand that he's got to say those things and he's, he's got to try to believe that. So I guess I do I do get that a little bit. But it, it does feel good to, you know, I, 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 you know, I keep saying this, but I, I hear the whispers. You know, I hear the, you know, where is he at mentally? Where is his head at? You know, he hasn't been the same since the break-in. Uh, is he healthy? Is he coming back too soon? Is he, is he physically where he needs to be? Like, it's just nice to come out and, and, you know, and it just put on a performance that, sh- that answers all of those questions, not only myself, but, but to the people that support me, I think that that's more important than really the, the doubters or the haters, you know, I don't really care too much about those people, but it's, it's really about the people that have always really stuck with me. I know that those people had those same questions. Um, and, and that's that's the only reason that I brought it up leading up to the fight. I want the people that actually care about me and want me to be successful and, and you know, supported me for the long haul. I wanted them to know that, that I did the things I needed to do to, to get myself right. And uh, it, it was nice to, to go in there and, and, and give those people a, a, a good performance so that, you know, they're – 
they don't have those questions anymore, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, to that point, you know, getting getting a win like that and, and kind of cabbing off. Now, I'm saying cabbing off the year because knowing you, you'll end up, you know, signing on to fight, you know, Kamzat Shemaev in three weeks. But but in hy- hypothetically, if your year is over in terms of competition, uh, I asked you before the fight, I said, you know, can you kind of give us an idea of what this year has been like? Because you've gone through so much with the pandemic and the home invasion the, the two fights and everything going on to kind of cap things off with the win this way and kind of, you know, silence the doubters, get back on track, get a bonus, all those kind of good things. Now that we're, uh, assuming we're done with the competitive year, can you kind of encapsulate this year for yourself now that now that you kind of cap it off with a, with a positive exclamation point, so to speak? Man, it's been, it's been really tough, man. It just seems like, and again, I don't want to pretend like my struggles are any worse than the rest of the world because, you know, the rest of the world's struggling too. But personally, it's been really tough. You know, it's 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 like one one struggle after another. You know, we get the you know, I, and it started kind of with the the Gustafson thing. You know, like had an incredible performance that I was really proud of, and then you know, I break my hand really bad and and have to end up having a second surgery, and then they have leg to help fix my hand like when does that happen I, I didn't even know that was a thing but um you know it took a lot longer than we thought it was going to to get back and and you know as I'm getting ready for that the pandemic hits and then stuff at the house and then the fight obviously goes awful um and I rushed right back to try to to try to right that that ship and and obviously that didn't go that go my way and and then you know even this even this training camp was tough man you know like my family got COVID. I was out of the gym, you know, three weeks ago, I was out of the gym, uh, for, for was a week and a half because my family had COVID. So then my, you know, my two corners that have been with me since 2008 tested positive on their pre-departure COVID test. So the first time I haven't had those guys with me since 08. Um, it's, I don't know, man. I just, just try to put my head down and grind forward, but it was a really tough year, um, <laughs> and I hope that my competitive year is over. That's for sure. But I'm not looking for. I'm not trying to jump right. But I'm not trying to jump in right now. Um, that's for sure. But if, I think that it kind of just encapsulates what my entire career has been like. Like it's, it's all struggle, and and and. But at, at the end, I always find a way. I I always have. You know, it's that goes back to when me and my wife were not when she wasn't my wife, and we were just dating, and we had young kids, and you know, we didn't know how we were going to pay our rent and we had no money and we didn't know if I was going to make it, but it was like, I've told her that for, since the beginning of our relationship, like I'll find a way. I always find a way. I always figure it out. Like, and I, I think that this year is kind of the same thing. I just, no matter what, like I'll, uh, God damn it. I'll fucking figure it out. You know, like I'll, I'll make it work. Uh, and, and that, that's just kind of how I feel. Like it's that gratifying feeling of like, again like proving yourself right like you don't always know if you're going to figure it out but god damn it you got to tell yourself that and uh again you know once again all these years later i i I always find a way yeah absolutely uh let me ask a follow-up to that uh in the covid stuff did you end up getting covid and is the family okay i assume they're okay now but i gotta ask that question no everybody's okay everybody's good Okay. And did you avoid it? Did you avoid it through all that? Because that's the weird thing about this disease. You hear about, like, everyone gets it but one person. So did you actually avoid it? I did. I did. <laughs> crazy. Crazy. Uh, 
One thing I wanted to mention, I'm sure this was brought up to you uh, afterwards. Uh, I remember, you know, when you when you left the UFC, fought your way back to the UFC, and then, you know, kind of the run you've been on these last couple of years, you know, making it all the way to the title. I, I'm sure you realize or somebody told you this was your seventh consecutive main event on Saturday night. And I know this one was kind of weird circumstances, but still, seven main events in a row. When you left the UFC and, and were working your way back, did you ever imagine you'd be main eventing seven UFC cards in a row? No, I, I, I've never even. I don't know, man. It's even even hearing you say it again is is crazy to me. Um, just that, just I'm just a small small town kid from Nebraska. <laughs> you know, it's just that's that's something I could have never imagined. Like I've always imagined being a world champion and and fighting for titles and stuff. But seven straight main events is is, is something that I never even considered. You know, uh, I I think not a hundred percent sure, but from what I understand, I think I'm the only non-champion to ever headline seven consecutive main events. I think Korean Zombie. Had, Korean Zombie had six, but I think I'm the only non-champion to ever do that, which is kind of crazy to hold that kind of a, a record or have that kind of a stat. Yeah, absolutely. You should be proud of that. I mean, like I said, I that's I a... had no idea that it was my 50th fight. <laughs> yes, that's kind of crazy too, right? You lose track with 50 fights. That's pretty impressive. There's a lot of guys don't make it to 20 fights, much less 50 fights. I know, it's crazy. Unfortunately, it's kind of a cool stat. I had more losses than Devin has fights. <laughs> which is kind of crazy <laughs> that's nuts, right? now you mentioned before the fight you know because you said after the last one and, and you kind of talked about that during media day when you said you know about the possibility of going back to middleweight or fighting a light heavyweight and you said obviously in the end you stayed a light heavyweight you put on a little bit more size you actually mentioned you had, you had to cut weight for this one so I know the answer, but but it sounds like light heavyweight is going to remain your future. Are you planning on, you know, changing things, adding some balls? Like, what is the plan in terms of your light heavyweight future? Yeah, you know, I'd like to, uh, you know, I'd like to put on, uh, I don't know, maybe five or so more pounds would be uh, of, of lean mass would be nice. Um, and just and just get a little bit bigger, keep getting stronger. But yeah, I'm going to stay a light heavyweight. I, one of the best things and worst things about me, I think when it comes to the media and talking to you guys is that I, t I tell you exactly what I'm thinking, what, when I'm thinking it. So when I brought up the middleweight thing, you know, I think I was just a thought in my head at the time. But once I got home and actually sat down and thought about it, I realized that that was the worst idea I've ever come up with. <laughs> um, so it was just a thought at the time, but yeah, I mean, I light heavyweight is definitely where I'm going to stay at, at this point. I, at my age and, and where I'm at in my career, I just going going oh going going down a weight class is definitely not going to be beneficial that's for sure yeah yeah now with that being said you know right after the fight i know you mentioned you know paul craig is a possible opponent i'm sure you saw jim crute was talking about you know possibly stepping up and facing you i know you're a guy who's never really you know cared much about you know opponents or, or things like that you just kind of take what's in front of you and you're always willing to fight the guys other people aren't so is that kind of the attitude for the comeback in 2021 i mean i know you mentioned paul craig on saturday night again i mentioned jim crute was asking on twitter uh i'm sure there's going to be other options out there as well i mean we got you know obviously a lot of cars between now and when you'll fight again so uh can i imagine that's kind of the idea like whoever's out there or do you have like is that craig fight kind of the one you got your mind on or what um you know, you know that was just the one that popped in my head just because my, my you know my coach had mentioned him and and my coach liked that matchup and 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 obviously you know he's already you know he tweeted i think yesterday that that you know he wanted to fight and so 
uh, I mean, I like that fighting. Honestly, I, I, I mean, I'm, I'm enjoying fighting people that like I enjoy watching. If that makes any sense, like, I, I've always liked watching Devin fight. Like, I, I can't tell you how many times he's come on and and we've been watching the fights, you know, as a family. And I've always said like I like watching that guy fight. Like, he's got a lot of heart. He gets in some, some real ugly knockdown dragout fights. So it was fun to be able to fight that guy. And 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 I like watching Paul Craig fight as well. Um. I, I, I like his jujitsu style. I, you know, I like how he pushes forward. It, it, his interviews are, are, are funny. Um, so, you know, I don't really know. I, and I like Jimmy Cruz too. You know, he's always been super respectful. You know, we kind of tweeted back and forth a couple of times after each one of us have fought. Um, you know, I don't, I don't really care. It's really more about the timing that to me than the, really the opponent. Um, I like that kind of February, March timeline. Um, that's kind of really all I'm focused on. I just like the time. Yeah, yeah. Now, you mentioned before the fight that you kind of changed things up a little bit for this camp. Obviously, one of the benefits of being out there and being such a public fighter is you do get other opportunities. You got your Sirius XM show, of course. You've been doing analysis, which we've talked about in the past. You do a phenomenal job with that, but you kind of cut everything out for this fight camp and just kind of focused on the camp. Uh, I know it's kind of, re- again, reactionary to say, well, that worked this time, so it's going to work every time. But do you feel like maybe that is a, a little bit closer of a plan for what you want to do going forward? Because it is possible. I mean, no one realizes it. But, yeah, it's absolutely possible to spread yourself too thin depending on what you got going on. And I think that that's what I did. I think I just had too many too many coals in the fire. Um, and, and, you know, there's a lot of guys that, that do – that do both things and, and can't can't do them at the same time. Like DC doesn't do any and he doesn't work when he has a fight coming up. Paul Felder for the most part doesn't do any you know doesn't take any broadcasting gigs when he's got a fight coming up. Um, you know I thought maybe maybe I could do it both, but I, I just couldn't. You know it's too much traveling. It's too much time away from home. I'm already away from home. Um, the Sirius XM has been has been crazy cool about about letting me cut my show down to an hour uh, or completely not doing it on weeks that that. Uh, I'm busy or I'm tired or I'm just worn out and need a break. Um, and, and again, as I get a little bit older, I, I need to spend more time on resting and recovering and, and just kind of relaxing my mind and taking those breaks instead of just trying to do so much. So I love, I love doing the analyst stuff. I, I, I really do. And, and I'm, you know, I got two analyst gigs coming up already. I'll be there middle of, uh, middle of December uh, and then another one in February. So uh, I, I just think that I'm going to have to back out of those, um, when I have when I have a fight coming up. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, like I said, the, the reality is you can, you know, you can, as you mentioned, too many coals in the fire, and it can't come back to burn you, so to speak. So obviously, you got to focus on whatever's right in front of you. And obviously, right now, you know, fighting is what's most important outside of your family. So that's got to take precedent. Yeah, absolutely. And some of it is is, is kind of how I came up in the game. Like, I I, I remember back when I I would have killed for an opportunity for for just an interview with you you know like when when uh, no one cared about me so I have I had a really hard time saying no because I remember those times when I when no one wanted me for anything even for just a typical interview so I I never say no to anything because I I I just it's like I'm afraid that those opportunities are going to go away if I don't take uh, take advantage of every single one uh but I just had to realize, like, I can't, I can't do it all. You know, I, can't, I, I, I just, I can't handle it all and, and focus on a fight at the same time. And, and just got to keep, keep fighting the main thing and, and the main focus and then do what I can, you know, outside of that.
Yeah, absolutely. So you mentioned, obviously, enjoy the holidays. You got the holidays coming up. I'm sure the kids are going to go crazy for that. And then you say February, March would be a good timeline for your return. Yeah, yeah, I think so. You know, March, late late March, hopefully, <laughs> ideally. Absolutely. Well, Anthony, you know, I know we talk, we talk, you know, before and after wins, we talk before and after losses. Uh, you know, that, that doesn't matter as much. I just always like to, you know, enjoy having conversations with you. But, uh, but man, like I said, it was good to see you go out there and do your thing. And, and like I said, you couldn't have written a better script to get back on track than to submit a guy inside the first round to kind of, you know, answer the questions and get yourself back in the win column and, and kind of cab off what I know has been a really, really stressful year for you i mean like i said i think what you know going through a home invasion would be that that would be that would be the story of the year for most people i mean that would be it you only have to go through that one time and that would be all you could deal with for an entire year you dealt with that three fights a pandemic i mean you went through a lot this year man you wrote a book on your career and this year alone yeah it's been nuts man uh but uh you know again uh, my family's tough we're tough man and you know, uh, hopefully some of that, some of my toughness is rubbed off on them. Uh, but I would imagine that's probably the other way around. If, if it wasn't for them, there's no way I would have been able to make it through all this. Yeah. Well, congratulations again on an amazing win, man. Obviously, enjoy the holidays with the family. Look forward to seeing you back in the analyst booth here in December. And uh, thank you, as always, for taking the time for me. You know I appreciate it. No, thanks a lot, man. I appreciate it. You guys stay safe and uh, happy holidays. Hey, you as well. We'll talk soon, buddy. Later, bro. Bye-bye. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network.